Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 38 O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, or discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me, and your hand has come down on me. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head. They weigh like a burden too heavy for me. My wounds grow foul and fester because of my foolishness. I'm utterly bound down and prostrate. All day long I go around mourning. For my loins are filled with burning, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I'm utterly spent and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. O Lord, all my longing is known to you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs, my strength fails me. As for the light of my eyes, it is also gone from me. My friends and companions stand aloof from my affliction, and my neighbors stand far off. Those who seek my life lay their snares. Those who seek to hurt me speak of ruin and meditate treachery all day long. But I am like the deaf, I do not hear, like the mute who cannot speak. Truly I am one who does not hear, and in whose heart and in whose mouth is no retort. But it is for you, O Lord, that I wait. It is you, O Lord my God, who will answer. For I pray, only do not let them rejoice over me, those who boast against me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall, and my pain is ever with me. I confess my iniquity, I am sorry for my sin. Those who are my foes without cause are mighty, and those who are many, and many are those who hate me wrongfully. Those who render render me evil for good are my adversaries because I follow after good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, do not be far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. 1 Samuel 24, verses 1 through 22. When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took 3,000 men out of Israel and went to look for David and his men in the direction of the rocks of the wild goats. He came to the sheepfold beside the road where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of that cave. The men of David said to him, Here is the day with which the Lord said to you, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it seems good to you. Then David went and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's cloak. Afterward, David was stricken to the heart because he had cut off a corner of Saul's cloak. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to raise my hand against him, for he is the Lord's anointed. So David scolded his men severely and did not permit them to attack Saul. Then Saul got up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterwards, David also rose up and went out of the cave and called after Saul, My Lord King. When Saul looked behind him, Saul bowed down with his face to the ground and did obeisance. David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of those who say David seeks to do you harm? This very day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you into my hand in the cave, and some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not raise my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father 
See the corner of the of your cloak in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your cloak and did not kill you, you may know for certain that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you are hunting me to take my life. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the ancient proverb says, out of the wicked comes forth wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog? A single flea? May the Lord be therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you. May he see to it and plead my case and vindicate me against you. When David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. Today you have explained how you dealt well with me, and that you did not kill me when the Lord put me in your hands. For when has ever found for who has ever found an enemy and sent them away safely? So may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. Now I know that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear to me, therefore, by the Lord that you will cut off that you will not cut off my descendants after me, that you will not wipe out my name from my father's house. So David swore this to Saul, and then Saul went home. But David and his men went up to the stronghold. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 17 through 22 and 27 through 33. Now in the following instructions I do not commend you, because when you come together it is not for the better, but for the worse. For to begin with, when you come together at church, the, I hear that there are divisions among you, and to some extent I believe it. Indeed, there have been factions among you, for only so will it become clear who among you are genuine. When you come together, it is not really to eat the Lord's Supper. For when the time comes to eat, each of you goes ahead with your own supper, and one goes away hungry and another drunk. What? Do you not have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you show contempt for the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I commend you? In this matter I do not commend you. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be answerable to the body and blood of the Lord. Examine yourselves, and only then eat of the, eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For all who, eat, all who eat and drink without discerning the body eat and drink judgment against themselves. For this reason many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. Good morning and welcome to the seventh Tuesday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 38. 1 Samuel 24 and 1 Corinthians 11. And it's a long reading, so I'll keep my reflection short. Um, and one of the things that I liked about the reading this morning is is David's hesitation. Um, when someone is out to get you, it's uncommon to insist that you not be overcome by your own emotions, by overcome by your own even really good reasons to retaliate or to defend yourself or or something. Um, and we see this in David where um, nobody denies that the Lord gave Saul into David's hand by having him go into pee in the cave where 
his so-called enemy was. And David doesn't stay his hand because it's just anybody. David stays his hand because it's the Lord's anointed. Um, the um, That is what keeps him. It's not any characteristic of Saul um, that you know makes him a good person or anything like that. It's that God has done something that David will not besmirch, that David will not, you know, undermine or or question, um, even if his own personal interests, his legitimate personal interests, um, suggest otherwise. And even when it looks like God is making it too easy to do this thing that would serve you and possibly, you know, not um, offend God, um, you know, David, at this point in his life, he has consistently um, relied on God. And and I'm just fascinated because I don't think, I'm having difficulty thinking of another character. Um, Yeah, even Moses. I'm having difficulty thinking of someone else who trusts God so wholly that even when it seems apparent that God is changing or, you know, uh, offering something new, um, that what God has said from of old is more important. That until God undoes this one thing, you know, unanoints him or something, like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. I, I have also in mind the episode with Goliath, where, like, everybody's afraid of this huge Philistine and what David is offended at, it's not like some personal honor. He's not, he doesn't at least speak, you know, we can't know his heart, but he doesn't speak in a way that suggests that he wants glory or um, like he's blood lusting or something. I don't know. Um, he's just, he's offended that this douchebag is like casting aspersions on the God of Israel. That's his like, single-minded focus is God cannot and will not be insulted in this way. And by extension, God will be with me when I sling a rock at your head and and <laughs> and take your life. But his motivation isn't, let me do this thing for me, let me do even this thing for Israel, let me do this thing for God, um, that God is is what's at stake. Um, and he does it again here when he could do this thing. He could take Saul's life and therefore, um, prov- you know, defend his own legitimately by all accounts. Instead, what's central in his mind is that regardless of what kind of person Saul is, God has anointed him. And that is so- that is more important even then having Saul delivered to his hand. And his men remind him, like, isn't this God's doing? And then he goes out and tells them, God did this thing, but I'm not going to do it. And he exposes them to danger by showing himself. And luckily, Saul has, Saul, you know, Saul woke up on the right side of the bed this morning and he treats him, and he acts, uh, he acts virtuously. But he didn't have to. He could have, you know, ordered his men to attack, and that would have been the end of David. Um, and so a good turn seems to inspire another. 
And David is unique, I think, among all Israel for people, for, for someone who, or as someone for whom God is the beginning and the end. Like, even God is not an authority against God. Like, you've anointed him, uh, and even if you give him into my hand, I'm going to be more cautious than I probably need to be and assume that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to destroy God's anointed. Um, you know, I'm not going to do it. Someone else can do it. Um, but God, what God has done, God has done. Um, and I, yeah, I just can't think of somebody else that trusts God and God's activities more than David, like the prophets, maybe the prophets, I mean, up until this point. Um, there were prophets, but I think David is one of the earliest and, and just most profound characters, especially at this age. He kind of gets a little bit more nuanced and more liable to make mistakes in his old age. But especially here, um, he shows a kind of purity of character um, and a character that is based on and derived from and, and centralizes God and what God has already done in history. Um, that right now isn't what's as important, isn't as important as what God has done and is doing. Um, and I, I just find that, you know, not just inspiring, but just almost, you know, amazing and, and um, unprecedented. A Prayer for Peace Among the Nations from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, guide the nations of the world into the way of justice and truth, and establish among them that peace which is the fruit of righteousness, that they may become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.